Hey everybody, this is Katie, the Cloth Magician. Thanks for joining me today. I want to talk to you a little bit about arts and medicine and animistic cultures. You know, in different parts of the world, beliefs really define how people live. In animistic cultures, ritual, sound, song, and dance really inform and inspire a sense of connectedness within community. Looking through the threshold that animism reveals requires rediscovering the imagination that has been lost. Art is not distinguished as separate in animism. It is a living medicine. And in many cultures, there's no word for art. What is received from animism's healing practices is the power of art to transcend our human experience and to connect us to that which we tether our beliefs and our faith to. From the Tuvan Siberian culture and the West African Dagara to the Balinese and Native Americans, we are reminded that our spirit is a part of our embodiment and is the vitalizing principle of life. Art in medicine is ancient in Asia, in China, in the Middle East. The Egyptians were masterful in assimilating the attributes of healing through their architecture, through amulets, and through their burial rituals. Chinese Ayurvedic practices and Tibetan bond practices were powerful connection of the biorhythms of the body to the atmosphere of the day, to the food that is chosen to eat on a particular day, even to the rhythms of the cosmos and the stars. Asclepius, known as the Greek god of medicine, and distinguished by the physician's staff with a snake wrapped around it, was worshipped in the Greek world about 300 BC. People would come to dormitories where, through divine sleep called incubation, would be visited by the god Asclepius. These dreams were then interpreted by priests and a remedy or a cure would be recommended. The people would come to these temples, they would spend the night in these beautiful, idyllic places overlooking the sea. Their dreams throughout the night would give a story to the priest to interpret for a remedy for their medicine. Hippocrates, the ancient Greek physician who lived on the island of Kos in Greece between 460 and 377 BC, was the first to place medicine into the realm of science. He rejected animism and more cosmological spiritual technologies. It is believed that he created the Hippocratic Oath But the actual oath was not written by Hippocrates. 
He is also known as the father of medicine, or medicine as we know it today. Scientific, rational, linear, and reductionist. Through most of its history, Western medicine was a small-scale affair based on a face encounter between a sick person and a healer, amateur or professional, regular or quack. All of this has changed. Modern healthcare has turned into a colossal service industry in both state and private sectors. The more intimate exchange between physician and patient has turned into an industry with over 4.5 million employees in the United States. Almost 9 out of 10 of these people do not treat patients. Instead, they administrate, work in compliance, maintain the buildings, and a myriad of other things that support the giant wheel of healthcare. Quote, the more scientific and effective medicine grew, the more the public itself, its political representatives and the media, looked to its benevolent potential, casting the healing arts as a fairy godmother who would, it was hoped, grant everybody's wishes. This is from the book Blood and Guts. Medicine moved from one-on-one endeavor in the late 1800s to a mass industry in the 20th century. Tests, statistics, epidemiology took the lead. Why wait for people to be sick? Why not make prevention better than patching? Disease thus became conceptualized in the 20th century as a social, no less than a biological phenomenon to be understood statistically, sociologically, psychologically, and politically. The Mayo Clinic in Minnesota became a model for the way healthcare was moving. Then in 1929, the Mayo Clinic had 386 physicians, 895 lab technicians, nurses, and other technicians. It also had 288 examining rooms. The stage was set for a booming business, radiating confidence through the equipment and technicians that it housed. Meanwhile, in Great Britain, healthcare moved into the realm of state medical insurance for the working classes, thereby dictating that patients use panel doctors instead of choosing their own doctors. With the growing, booming business of healthcare in the United States, huge research missions were undertaken along with medical universities that dictated a publish or perish mentality related to scientific and biomedical research. These medical complexes are closely related to the teaching hospitals that serve them, and the machine grows bigger and bigger rather than better every year. 
a picture of how medicine has moved into supersized territory and out of the realm of treating the whole human can be seen in a myriad of structures that have been created to drive the giant machine of healthcare. The newest market trend is to create hospitals that are like hotels with concierge services and rooms that resemble large hotel chains. Communication between physician and patient has become brief, usually less than 10 minutes, as well as protective of litigation and malpractice lawsuits. There are well-defined programs for supersized HMOs that have language and software to provide a perfect fit for hospitals and physicians to cover every base to protect from malpractice. Language used in these applications resembles words like healthcare root cause analysis and failure mode and effects analysis to describe systems that protect the hospital and clinicians from malpractice. A cultural language is grown up around the practices that keep the biomedical machine in motion. And what has been left out are the human processes of intuiting, sensing, listening, creative and critical assessment, and community building. What the Western culture has created is an environment that worships medicine that is vitalized by the machines and technologies, computers, beeping machines, the pharmaceutical and insurance companies, the attorneys who protect the entity of healthcare, and the numerous administrative jobs that are everywhere in between. We are serving a structure that is out of control and needs human contact and human resources to augment what technology can offer. The Western culture of medicine has created a huge dinosaur that has left the patient and the essence of our humanity somewhere behind the curtain. We, the people of the Western world, are all a part of this creation and are therefore responsible for changing and recreating it. Enter stage left arts and medicine. During this time of the pandemic, healthcare workers have been stretched to the maximum of their capacity for human contact and human emotions and caring for those who are dying. It is within this structure of healthcare right now that we have seen a brokenness. And that brokenness has to do with what machines cannot do. The healthcare providers that have offered their voice to the loved ones who 
could not come and visit their family members who were dying. They were the intermediary, a human voice. Somehow we have to create a bridge between the humans and the technology that serves those that need care. Thank you for joining me today. This is Katie Carlin, the Cloth Magician. Please go to arts, A-R-T-S-I-N, medicine.co for more information about arts and medicine. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you'll join me again.